situation very critical. I need a miracle. I keep it real and sometimes I be spiritual. I need a bag and a bag of medicinal. I just be praying I don't need that pistol. I pray a lot on a lot of the issues. Fuck all that stress and you know that it's killing. I need a bag, I just need a million. I got three kids, shit might need a billy. Hello everyone and welcome to ATL Falcons UK. Uh, this week we are joined by a very special ghost. Ghost guest in Keeney, Orney. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm a little bit nervous because this is the first major guest that we've had on, so it's very exciting. Uh, thank you for coming on, Keenan. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thank y'all. How's it going in the UK? Not too bad, not too bad. Not too bad. It'd be a little bit better if we weren't on the not to 5 but uh, <laughs> we're okay. We're all right. So um, we'll get a bit, a bit into your, obviously, a bit of you in, into your career, and we'll go on to what's happening with what's happening with the Falcons at the moment in present. But so obviously you was drafted in the seventh round in 2001. What was, and then you got put straight into the team. Like what was the feeling of like, I know it's quite a difference between timeline between the draft and the first game, but what was the first camp like? Like what was your feeling of it all? Um, my first feelings was, man, I was just glad to be picked. <laughs> <laughs> Set up and, you know, you watch that first day go by and you, and in my heart, I knew that I was a first-day pick. You know, I was, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I should have been picked way further ahead than a lot of guys. But, you know, uh, yeah. after I got selected, it was just kind of a sign. Thank God I got picked. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and also, too, you know, it, it, it's funny how God's plan, you know, can kind of come together because I, I look back on it and I'm glad it happened because it kept me humble. It kept yeah. me working hard, you know, yeah. because who knows what would happen if I'd have went second, third round. You know, I might yeah. not have been as hungry, but getting that seventh round uh, draft, you know, I was, you know, I was just thankful. I was honored. I was humbled, you know, and it made me, you know, it had, it made me up my pipe, so to speak. You know, yeah. I had to get in that weight room and, you know, I had to really study. So, you know, it was, uh, it was good for me. I was thankful, man. Well, Still am to this day. Yeah, definitely. well, you've definitely had a stunning career off the back of it, considering that most, not most, but a lot of seventh round picks never get a shot in so early on, but you clearly grafted really hard to get that opportunity in your first season when yeah, most people are then just waiting. Um, this is a bit of an odd one, but what was it like playing for the team of that, that generation when it, it was a reasonably successful period and, and one of the best, well, one of, if not the best, rushing team that the Falcons have ever had in fact the best I don't know why I'm debating it <laughs> yeah. man you know it was uh it was it was it was surreal man because you know you grow up as a little kid you know you have dreams of uh I think every little boy grows up and they have that dream of becoming a professional athlete yeah and then you grow up and you watch sports and you see your favorite guys out there so being able to step out onto the field and see some guys maybe that you kind of held in a high esteem in college yeah. or pros, you know, and you're on the same field with them. And in some cases you're going up against them. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> that was like, man, yo, I, I made it, man. This, yeah. this is, this is cool. You know? And it just, uh, man, it was just a huge blessing and I'm forever thankful for it, man. It, it, go on, Cal. <laughs> oh, it's just definitely, it's just so, must've been such like surreal feeling to, you can't even we can't even try it sort of dream of that, but it must be <laughs> such, the, the opportunity and then obviously you've you've literally gripped it with two hands and absolute took it for eight or nine years that you played must have been surreal and obviously picking Atlanta couldn't have been a bad 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 start anyway. <laughs> Especially if if we don't mention like obviously Michael Vick being there. Um, he got drafted in the same year as you. 
Yes, sir. He was, uh, yeah. he was the number yeah. one, and I was the seventh rounder. So, you know, coming in, being drafted with him, you know, all eyes was on him. All the cameras and the spotlight was on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he uh, – and he delivered. He delivered, I, man, and he, I was okay. just – I was glad to be a part of it. I was glad to, you know, to be able to say, man, yo, I get the block for this exciting player. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He's uh, one of a kind. It was, uh, going back to your question earlier, Daniel, you know, uh, I'm sorry I didn't answer, but. No, it's all right. Thinking, man, you know, being a part of that Russian attack back then that we had, you know, with him at the, at the head of it and with Warwick and TJ and, you know, the rest of the guys up front, we had yeah. something special going and, uh, you know, I always remember here. I'm gonna let y'all see something, man. Y'all see that picture on the wall? Yes, Got all sir. Kind yeah. of pictures of, you know, different little things from playoff moment. That's a picture from the Green Bay, the playoff game when we were the first team to beat them. You know, I got all kind of memories and things. All <laughs> over the and it, it's it's crazy because for the longest time I didn't put pictures up. My yeah. wife kept all these pictures because <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't keep up with it for whatever reason, but thank God that she did. And, <laughs> you know, lately, you know, she's been putting a lot of this stuff up and hanging it up around the house. And I'm walking around like, dang, yo, we really did some nice stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. was, you know, I can pat myself on the back, oh, man. Definitely. We did some cool shit out there. I, I suppose at the time you were just living the moment and to you, even yes. though everyone else is looking at you and seeing a star and seeing an NFL player and everything, you're just do, out there doing your job and, and putting the work in that you need to. Because right. like you just complimented Vic and everything, saying how, how successful he was, you and the rest of the O-line enabled that. Without you, he would not have been that successful, and that's a fact. He is an incredible player, but you need an incredible team. It's, it's more than one, isn't it? So, so you've, you've done a hell of a lot. And it's funny that you mentioned the Green Bay game, because we were going to actually ask the, about, about like how that felt. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, man. Be, being the first being the first team to beat them at Lambo as well. That must have been absolutely stunning for the scenario that it happened in. <laughs> you know what's crazy is back then at that time, it was just another game to me. You know, yeah. like it was just getting prepared for another game. It was uh it's one of those things where coaches always say, Hey, next game next game so you yeah. don't have a whole lot of time to enjoy the previous win or anything before that yeah you know or even to kind of lick your wounds from the last game you're just on to the next one trying to do better and keep pushing forward you know uh um, yeah. so that whole week going up there you know i, I don't even think i knew that whole the history <laughs> that nobody had beat them up there yeah it, i don't think it finally dawned on me until we actually got up there and you see you know, Madden, John Madden, and yeah. some of the different commentators, and you just see the big playoff atmosphere that's surrounding it. And then once the game gets started and we play and when we win, and it's just, you know, even nowadays you just hear about how historical it is, you know. Yeah. And uh, I still got the game ball that Coach Reeves gave us. It was uh, it was just another game at that time. But I look back on it as an older man, like when they show it on a replay on TV yeah. or even – Whatever that may come up, I'm like, wow, man, that was really historical, man. That was – we was a part of history that night, you know. And Absolutely. Mike did a hell of a job out there, boy. He was out there getting it. <laughs> <laughs> it must be so bizarre because, like you said, when you're in the moment and you're just living it, you're not expecting it to become such a – like a historical event. And if you ask back about that kind of like that generation of team, man, that would probably be the first – well, that will be the first game that anybody will ever mention. And the, you must have had so many other highlights, but when you have something that exciting, it's definitely just going to 
overpower everything else a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, we didn't even get to really enjoy that win of that game because we had to go play in the divisional round yeah, against yeah. Philly the next weekend. So, like, you get, like, a couple days enjoyed, and then it's back, you know, back on the, uh, back on the grind again to try to go win the next game to try yeah, to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, you know, even back then, we couldn't really enjoy it for too long. You know, it's only now – Look around, I see that picture or that other picture up there, and I'm like, "Wow, man, that was uh, that was that was really cool." You know? <laughs> we did some stuff. <laughs> um, just jumping on forward a little bit onto what you're doing now. So I believe you're training and coaching and doing some conditioning with other players and younger players and things like that, or current players. Um, we've seen yeah, that I'm... you did some coaching with uh, uh, McGarry. And everyone like that, and uh, Lindstrom. Lindstrom as well. So, uh, h- how are they doing? Like, how did you feel about them having current Falcons come to you and and work out? Well, I actually reached out to them. Honestly. All right, okay. Uh, like, and I actually worked out with Chris more than I got to work out with Caleb because he was out of town. I got Chris for like maybe a few, a few, a few sessions. You know what right, I mean? We got okay. a few of them, man. Uh, hopefully, we can do some more this off season. Yeah. But I actually had, I mean, not not Chris, but Caleb. I had. I had Chris for about a month or so, and Caleb was maybe for a couple weeks there. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, you know, Caleb will come on back a little bit more next offseason. We can really get into the nuts and bolts of playing a little yeah. bit more. Um, and I'm also training. I got a chance to train uh, Andrew Thomas. He was the number four pick yeah. for the New York Giants. Uh, I got a chance to train Solomon Kenley. He was a fifth, uh, fourth-round pick. To the Miami Dolphins, same school, yeah. University of Georgia. They both played on the same side. You know, uh, Andrew liked what we were doing, so he invited his teammate and asked, "Was it cool to come?" And I said, "Yeah." Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, man, I, the, the game has been so good to me, and I've learned from so many great teachers. You know, I can't. I don't want to sit up and die with all this information that I no. got. You know, no. This no. Knowledge and you know just you know things that I learned, you know, on the job training, you know, I want to pass it on to some other guys. So hopefully they can, you know, do something with it, you know, hopefully they can go out and make some memories and have the same kind of or better career than I have, you know, because I've been blessed, man. And I'm lucky to, I'm lucky to do what I do. You know, uh, you know, I got some high school kids, some college kids, you know, I had a, it's, I've been doing it for the past three years at Dash Performance over in Lawrenceville, yes. and it's just been constantly growing. You know, it started with uh, three kids at a high school, and it's just grown to about 10, 11 guys, you know, at its highest in the offseason. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been very rewarding, you know, because honestly, personally, I like working with people that come seek me out because yes. that just shows that you're trying to get better. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, there's some kids that I'll reach out to and be like, hey, look here, if you want to get some work, come mess with me, you know, which is what I did with Chris. And Chris responded back and, you know, he was coming in two, three times a week for about a month before training yeah. camp. So, uh, man, I just love, I, I love doing what I do, you know, and I also yeah. still do some community relations stuff for the Atlanta Falcons. So, you know, they've, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a blessing, man. It's, it, I, I can't even believe it, man. I, I love the life that I'm able to live, man. It, it, it is it is amazing to look back on like you've had such a such a successful career in the game but then coming out of it you're still putting in just as much effort and work and mm-hmm. helping the next generation of players come through and like you said I can imagine that's really rewarding because do, do you not like ever watch the games and see Caleb or anyone like that do a little bit of something that you thought that wasn't in your <laughs> locker before you came to me 
And then you're like, that, that was me, that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't try to take too much credit. I, I pretty much, you know, I watch the games. Like, I find myself, I watch all kind of games now. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm watching yeah. games on Friday night of my high school kids, you know, either yeah. I'm traveling to go watch them play or Saturdays I'm turning on a Georgia game to watch, you know, some kids that I train there or Duke or wherever else they might be at. Yeah. And Saturdays I'm watching all kind of games. It's uh, it's fun, you know, because, you know, you, you watch these kids, you help them in the off season when they're, when they're, when they're working where there's nobody else around to look, yeah. you know, yeah. and they're building up to this point right now in the season. And, you know, you know, I, I live by the motto. I live by the whole thing of uh, do more than what's required. You know, yeah. everybody yeah. and their mama is doing what they're supposed to do. But what are you doing extra yeah. to give yourself that little bit of an edge to make yourself better, you know? And that's whether you're playing sports or whether you're in the job force, you know, you got to do a little yeah. bit more than what's required to separate yourself, you know? Absolutely. So anybody, especially the athletes, that are, the young athletes that I get the chance to coach, if they're coming to me in the months of March, April, whatever it is, and they want to get some help so they can be at their best on now, October. Yeah. Then I'm all for it. It gives me a chance to, you know, now I can be a fan and watch them on TV, you know? Yeah. Now, of course, back to your question, I do be watching and be like, man, what the hell was that? Or I'd be like, oh, <laughs> and, you know, and it's amazing too, because some of these kids, they'll still reach out to me and they'll be like, hey, coach, did you watch this game? Or can you check out this clip? Tell me what you think, you know? So, yeah. You know, it's, it must uh, be, yeah, it must be so rewarding in that manner. Yeah. Yeah. It must be so rewarding, even when, like you said then about, them reaching back out, even like, oh, can you just check this clip? And then it's just, I think that feeling of like, you're obviously what experience you have, you push whatever you know, you just want to push on to everyone else, which will improve their games. And it's just, it must be just such a rewarding job what you're doing at the moment. And obviously a great feeling all the time. Yes, very much. Coming up. You know, the game has done so much for me, you know, it, yeah, yeah. it gave me, it gave me a purpose when I was in high school, not knowing what, I was going to do once I graduated, you know, yeah. it gave me a purpose. It, it put me a lot around a lot of great men, a lot of great teachers that poured into me. Yeah. And so it's just kind of me paying it back. And also to, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's, man, it's, it's just so fulfilling. Let's just yeah. say that it's fulfilling. Yeah. You know, you get to help out some young kids and you know, you get to see them achieve their dreams, you know, yeah, and I, I love it, man. I, I don't take it for granted. Let's just no, say no. That. Coming off the back of that, I know you're doing a lot of work with Dash, and like that's that's your baby at the minute. That's your what you're working on. But would you ever debate a, a coaching role in the NFL, like a like a coordinator role, or is that not something that you've got your eyes on yet, or at mm -hmm. all? You know what? I'm not really thinking about it, but you know, as the great Ray Charles said, my mama said there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody come up and uh wanna talk about something, we'll have a conversation and we can go from there and see what it is. You know what I mean? Keeping hey, your options open. Function, man, I got on the job training. You know, I exactly. got that that's I got that I got more than just that chalkboard grease board <laughs> in the line of fire, yeah. so to speak, you know? Yeah, have it's indeed. Like this, it's like this. If you was in the uh if you was in the Air Force, would you want to learn how to fight, how to fly a fighter jet from somebody who's actually been in the fighter jet in some wars, so to speak? Or would you rather learn from somebody that has just been sitting back on the other end, just you know, <laughs> calling shots, so to speak? I'd I'll go for the pilot. I'll go for the pilot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
definitely putting yourself in the shop window a little bit there, or just in <laughs> case anybody does fancy making the call. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, hit me up, hit me up. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, we did invite you on initially to ask about like the short-term fixes the Falcons could do to to recover the season, but of course, in the last few days, our scenarios changed a little bit. Um, we both love Dan Quinn as a guy and everything, so we're not going to go into that side of it. So, what we'll try and dip into is what do you think the Falcons should do for the rest of the season to to find form and to to get back to where they should be and get uh, some wins on that board. Man, you know what? They have to stay together. Because yeah. right now, when the season's bad like this, instead of coming together, guys tend to start pulling apart, right? Yeah. You'll have guys pointing fingers. You know, you have position groups pointing fingers. Man, y'all – Man, y'all yeah. ain't doing y'all job, or hey, y'all, we need some new guys over there because they ain't yeah. pulling their weight. You know, it's uh, it happens. You know, I've been in those locker rooms where it happens, but you know, you can't get so down on each other like that. You still no. a team. You gotta fight. You got a reason to fight. There's next year too. You know, yes. but also too, it's uh, it's growing pains. It's learning. It's trial by fire. You know, what you do when things ain't bad or what you do when things aren't good, yeah. test your character to see how you're going to be when things are good. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be, you can't just be, you can't have all that infighting. You know, sometimes you got to go through to get to, if that yes. makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of young players in that roster as well. There is some high quality players, unbelievable players, but there's a, a lot of uh, young players that are only just finding a grip of themselves as a player, never mind the people around them. So for me, I just think that you bang on. Everybody just needs to stick together at this time, especially with uh, Morris coming in on an interim basis. It's a fresh start for everyone. I know it's not because he's in-house anyway, but they all just need to start again. It's 11 games left. It, there's still right. a lot to play for. You've you still, still got to go and show you yourself. Put good film out. You still got to put good film out because Absolutely. right now that tape is still going to circulate. And when teams are bad and you know a new coach is coming in, you know that new coach staff, they're going to look through that tape with a fine-tooth comb yeah. and find guys that ain't playing hard. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where you can shut it down for the rest of the season if you want to, and then you'll be looking for a new job in the offseason. <laughs> You know, yeah, so exactly. You got something to play for still, each individual, you know. But as a team, you know, uh, it you still want to go out there and put together a great effort. You still want to go out there and win. Let's yeah. be honest. You know, winning winning is fun. Losing ain't. When you no. win, the playing ride is a lot better. You know, the, uh, the practice is a lot more fun. You know, yeah. let's just be honest. When yeah. you're losing, everything gets a little bit dreary. So they still got something to fight for, and they should. You know, this, this yeah. right here that's the character of those young guys you were just talking about. Yeah. Because not every season is going to be a great season. No, you know, this will test that leadership where you're – see where you're at. You know, it'll, it'll show the organization, hey, do we have a leader in this kid here or yeah. not? You know, that, yeah, I agree. Go on, Cal. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's like, especially, or even the like the older guys, the veterans, etc. But especially with the younger guys, the the fighting for the careers, ain't it? Like, the fighting for the careers now, the fighting for the families. Like, they want like they if they've only two, three years into the league, and like what you said, if a new a, a new coach will be coming at the end of the season, they'll be checking everything. They'll be going through. They'll be. Even ones who like might be, might get the job might not, but they'll be still watching every single game going through every play and thinking, oh, yeah. it, even though we've, 
even if we end up losing another five or six games, but like, oh, that guy's tried hard. Like, yeah. That guy's done class in that game. And I think, mm-hmm. especially for the youngsters, I think that's where a lot of the vets in our team will, Matt Ryan and Jones, yep. um, Mac, etc. I think they'll be even pushing it onto him. Like, there's still 11 games to go, like Danny said. Anything can happen. I we say I'm. I'm gonna say we're gonna win eleven games in a row. Probably not. But if they try in every single game, they will be on this roster next year. And I think that's what. Yeah. yeah. It's a battle of personal pride. You it know is. what I'm yeah. saying? It is. To me, you don't want to go out there and just bend over backwards to somebody and let them do whatever they want to to you. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, it ain't about that. These persons should have a certain amount of personal pride to go out yeah. there. Hey, look here, I'm going to still keep fighting and doing my job. Yeah. You know? yeah. I don't care what the rest or whoever else, what, what's in y'all's heart. I know yeah. what's in my head and what's in my heart. You know? Exactly. And uh, we're we going to see. We're going to see. I believe yeah. that we got, I believe we got some good individuals uh, in yeah. that locker room. And this is just a, you know, this is a minor setback for the major comeback, you know, yeah. for next year. Or it's still early. You know, it is. It is. A month it into is. the season. So. You know, but, I think we'll uh, we're going we're going to see we're going to we see will. we're going to see what a hardened character of our team is. It is definitely just to because we try and keep positive as much as we can, especially mm-hmm. when there is so much negativity at times like this. Um, there has been good aspects of this season. There has been players that have played at a, a very high level. Uh, Calvin Ridley has been one so far that's looked like he's Don't breaking out like he's supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just going to ask for your take on on the positives you've seen, whether it be individuals or just as anything, any certain plays that you've liked or anything like that. Uh, the positives, I see the O line has been playing better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see. Uh, I'm glad to see Caleb is back out playing. You know, he yeah, got yes. in, in the Dallas difference. game, and that kind of that's. I'll be honest, that scared me a little bit. But I'm glad to you know yeah. that he's back out and getting a chance to keep proving himself. Um, yeah. Calvin Ridley, of course, has been balling. I like yes. uh, uh, I like how Foye Asada has been looking on defense. Um, yeah. I wish he could have played longer in that Dallas game. It might have yeah, it might have been a different turnout. You know, he came in the game. What was that? The first half, he had like two or three fumbles, fumble yeah, calls. Yeah, absolutely. Fumble. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Todd Gurley had a pretty nice uh, Sunday this past game this past he did. Sunday. He did. Um, he's on he's on five touchdowns now, I think, isn't he? Which is not yeah. not a bad ratio considering where we're up to so far in the season. So mm-hmm. I, I'll I'll take it so far. We just utilize we're starting to utilize him like I thought we should have at the start. Of course, I'm not a coordinator, but with with, with him um, got a bit more miles in the legs. I'm thinking red zone is where we have started using him now. Whereas in the first couple of games, that wasn't quite the case. Um, but he's touched two touchdowns in the last couple of games and stuff, so it's starting to yeah, starting to pan out. Nice, he had a couple of nice explosive runs this past. Uh, he did. Past he did. Season. Pulled them out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I like how Matt's been playing. I know this past Sunday he had a bad, he had an off day. But yeah. Team game, you're gonna have an off day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he up until that point, I think he's been the top five passing for the league up until this past game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he you was. Know, all the Matt Ryan haters, you know, all the people that don't like Matt, man, get over it. You know, crazy, crazy. Matt for you know that. Come on, now. no, <laughs> no need is the no need. No, we're all good for that. And like you said, Yeri, he didn't have the best game, but everybody's everybody's going to have a slump like that, and that's where your teammates around you have to overperform to to make up for the difference that like where you've not performed. So 
Yes, team sir. game, isn't it? It's a team game. So we, we are feeling positive. Grady's been Grady's been still. Grady Jarrett's been still playing nice. Yes. You know, um, yeah, we are. Yes, definitely. We just need the rest of the crew to to join him in that effort. You know, but I think you know those, some of those guys are young up front. You know, they are. know yeah, young. It's only his second year. Yeah. Um, Tack has been injured a little bit this year, and he started uh, well as well. Say he started off really well as well, which is a shame. Like in that first game, he looks like he was just gonna, he, he was ready for it. And then we have right. been hampered with injuries. We've had pretty much every player on the defensive side <laughs> has been out at some point, which you can't anticipate. But that's where right. your roster has to pick up, I guess, isn't it? And everyone else has to step in. It's an opportunity for everybody else. Everybody that sits back and wants opportunity or to try to make a name for themselves, here you go. It what is. You gonna do? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, this is a, a bit of a weird one going back, just whilst we've got the chance still. Um, I see that you played under June Jones at Hawaii when you were in college. Yeah. Um, we've had the opportunity to speak to June Jones on one of our, like, on a show before. Um, so really? I was just going to okay. ask you what that was like, just, be just because we've got the link. <laughs> hey, that is my guy, boy. <laughs> I June Jones is my guy, man. Uh, man, it was fun. Uh, June had a great staff full of teachers yeah. at Hawaii. Um, shout out to my offensive line coach, Mike Cavanaugh, that came with him from San Diego at that time. Um, he just, and he treated it, it was a professional environment. You know, before I knew what a professional environment was, yeah. you know, the way our schedule was set up, the way our practices were run. Um, I already mentioned um, the, the, the teachers that we had on our staff. Yeah. It was just, um, it was like an NFL organization. And, you know, June Jones did a lot for me. Like, here's one quick tidbit for y'all. Right before, I think I'm, I might have told this before somewhere else, but yeah. I'll tell it to you guys. But uh, when it came down into that last round, like when I was getting ready to get drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Dan Reeves had called up June and was asking June, you know, hey, uh, do you think you can – you know, have maybe have a conversation with Keenan. You'd think he might be willing to come and be a free agent. And June Jones said to him, Dan, he's probably one of the best interior linemen on, you know, he's probably be he's better than the other linemen that you have on that roster besides Bob Whitfield. Yeah. And uh, you'd be crazy not to draft him. And he was just like, okay. And June said that like two minutes, two, five minutes later, Boom, he sees my name coming across that ESPN screen. So, and then when I got into Atlanta, everybody's telling me from the scouts, the, the equipment managers, the trainers, they're always like, man, boy, yo, your college coach really put it on the line for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm glad that I was able to reward him by coming in and doing well, by making him look good, you know? Yeah. And, you know, me and June still talk to this day, man. That is my guy. Like, you know, he... You know, every so often I'll see something where, you know, my name will be brought up in some Atlanta Falcons history or whatever, and I'll send it to him. And yeah. he tell me, like, hey, Dan Reeves, every time I see him to this day, he tells me, thank you for that uh, conversation we had about you on draft day, man. So, right. June Jones, hey, I don't <laughs> know what nobody else feel about June, but June is my guy. That's my dog. That is a, a massive vote of confidence from him to you yeah. at such a young age. Unbelievable. But, but yes, look sir. how it turned out. He can sit back now and go, I did that. I did that. <laughs> so, 
Sure. I mean, like, you know, he just, his his word was, you know, that, that just speaks to the type of man he is. Yeah. You know, because somebody to take him at his word like that, that just shows you what type of guy he is and what type of yeah. reputation he is. And Absolutely. I was glad, you know, to do my part to keep his reputation, you know, intact, you know, yeah. because he put it on the line for me, you know, and man, thank God, man. And those few words that did so much for me and how the rest of my life has been going and my family from that yeah. point on, because here's something that a lot of people don't know. Like, I want to say maybe after my fourth or fifth year playing here, after I was like an all pro pick, yeah, you know, I was in the weight room lifting weights on draft day and I ran into a personnel guy upstairs and, uh, me and him were talking and whatnot, just kind of sharing a few words. And he let me know that during that whole draft process, he was like, man, you know, we had you rated as a second round talent, but there were some medical red flags on you. Because, you know, in college, I had a couple shoulder surgeries. Yeah, yeah. So those medical red flags never got cleared up, so to speak. Yeah. And so, you know, that down, that, that marked me down from what, you know, what my talent level was, you know, yeah, my draft grade, you know. And he said, man, and he brought up the whole thing again. Yeah, you know, June, you know, spoke his word about you and put it, you know, put it on the line for you. And uh, boom, we got you in the seventh round. So, yeah, it was just one of those things. I was like, you know what? I knew I was better than a seventh round. <laughs> but, you know. Things happen. Hey, things hey, happen. God allows things to happen for a certain reason. And, you know, hey, I can't complain. It is what it is. Like you said. It, that it, right it there proved good. to me I knew I was a first-day guy. But, <laughs> oh, well. Like, like you said. It, it's a, it it's a blessing good. to be drafted. Yeah. yeah. It's a blessing to be drafted because I sit around now as an older man and I watch the draft and watch kids working their behinds off in college. And, you know, like – only a select few get that honor. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, I'm glad I came in on my seven round billing and I did what I was supposed to do, man. I'm glad that I did above and beyond that seven round billing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, a, a I think lot it of pushed you on. Yeah. I think it sounds, yeah, like it pushed you on more, didn't it? It's like to get, because you were such a late picket, but mm -hmm. the, like the feeling of all of it must have been like this is my time to shine. Seven round, first round, second round, this is my time. And this is and look what you did. I went in the training camp. I went in the training camp on a mission that that year. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those deals where it's like y'all ever had one of those feelings where it's like, you know what? I uh I got my foot in the door yeah. of something that I've been wanting for a long time and I don't care how I got here, got my foot in the door. Guess what? I'm about to oh, yeah. kick it open and I'm about to leave everything on the table. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about every practice. I went as hard as I possibly can. And this is during Dan Reeves area where we were having double days. Yeah. Kids don't do that now. You know, they got one <laughs> days and all that. We were pads in the morning, pads in the afternoon. Hit yeah. it and get it, right? And in Greenville, South Carolina, if you've never been there, it's hot in the summertime. Yeah. So, Yo, I was out there giving it all I got, and and I was just going to leave it on the table. It was one of those deals where, like, hey, if you don't make it, then, hey, you'll have a lot more respect oh, to yeah. those guys that do play it because, hey, you gave it all that you had. Absolutely. And I'm just glad that everything I gave, it was more than enough to 
for me to be the starter in that opening weekend. Yeah, definitely. Just in that few sentences there, you've instantly dropped what you'll be like as a, as a coach or a coordinator with uh, <laughs> double training days all the time and everything. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone will benefit down the line. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, you know what? Like, I always got the players back. Let's just say that. Oh, I yeah. know what it's like, you know. So, uh, you know, uh, I think I'd be one of those what they call a players coach. So to yeah, speak, you know? I think like, we still will work and do what we got to do. But, hey, I understand what it's I understand. Let's just yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done the whole journey, haven't you? you? You've eclipsed your career. You've done everything that you can. So I, I can't. Yeah, can't blame you all. Hey, let me ask y'all something. How, like, <laughs> I didn't expect, I, I never expected any Atlanta Falcons fans in Manchester. Like, how did that happen for y'all? This is a really embarrassing story and you're going to hate it. Um, but we've told all of, like, all of our followers, so they're going to love it. Um, so we'd casually watched NFL for a while, like a couple of Super Bowls and the bigger games and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and Cal texted me one night after the Super Bowl two years ago now or something. Yeah, the Rams v the Patriots. Just oh, saying, uh... we need to pick a team. We just need a team. We need to stop being neutrals. Um, and we didn't really have anything to base it off. So we went on, an, oh no, we went on one of those <laughs> websites that asks you like about your personality traits and things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, and we kept getting two, two of the same teams coming up. We kept getting the Saints and the Falcons. Um, so we basically researched <laughs> both of the teams. We looked at the stadiums and the kits and the fan bases and the sort of players. Obviously, we had an overview from watching the NFL, but like we fully went into the history, and then here we are, a couple of years down the line, but but just as invested as anyone else is <laughs> for our sins. <laughs> sir, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, then we made this. Then we made this Twitter page to find uh, other Atlanta Falcons fans, and it turns out there's thousands of them knocking about. So it's it's been a great it's been a great experience for us. Actually, yeah. I don't think we would have been here now if we didn't choose the Falcons. So. Very exciting. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, hey, welcome, welcome to the brotherhood. Baby. We we are looking at getting over to Georgia at some point, um, but probably probably a couple of years down the line yet. <laughs> y'all come, man. Y'all holler at me, man. We'll go we'll go check out a game or something, man. You know, that would hey, be awesome. That would be so man. cool. <laughs> definitely. I definitely gotta make it to Georgia. Yeah, that would be definitely. awesome. But um We'll wrap it up there. We've covered everything we wanted to and, and so much more. But thank you again for coming on. It's been an amazing opportunity for us. Absolute um, pleasure. Absolute pleasure. So cool. So, so cool. Hey, y'all let me know. If y'all want to holler at me again, we can talk some more. Absolutely. Oh. During the football season. Uh, Absolutely. Next season. Hopefully they're doing better. You know, we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> more we'll... positive times. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll be here for them. Hopefully down the road, we put together a nice little winning streak and yes. they go off from here. Yeah. It, if We'll hold you to that. And if we do, we'll get you back on to talk about it. But that would be great. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much. But no, thank you for your time. And thank you everyone for watching as well. And thank you for your questions. It's been perfect. Yes, sir. Love hey, you. UK, I love you, baby. I love you. <laughs> That's yes, Situation very critical. I need a miracle. I keep it real. Sometimes I'll be spiritual. I need a bag and a bag of medicinal. I just be praying. I don't need that pistol. I pray a lot on a lot of the issues. Fuck all that stressing. You know that it's killing. I need a bag. I just need a million. I got three kids. She might need a billy.